Thank you, Vaughn, for bringing us headlines. Lagos, let's talk 0700-993-993-993. What should an ideal cabinet nominee confirmation look like? We spent uh, yesterday and today uh, screening the nominees that President Bola Tinubu sent to the uh, Senate. Um, and that's our legislative hard fact, by the way. The Constitution gives the President uh, and uh, governors 60 days from inauguration to submit their list of cabinet nominees to the Senate and State House of Assemblies respectively. And while Tinubu has submitted his list and submitted it at the dying minute, it was still an incomplete list. Uh, but um, the Senate has not said anything about that. So I'm guessing the Senate doesn't have a problem with that. They are screening the nominees whose names they have received. Uh, today was the second day of screening and we've seen quite a lot of interesting things already. I'm expecting our guests to join me on the show to talk about how confirmation works. Um, he'll also talk about the ongoing process, you know, and he is the senior program executive at Order Paper. Temidayo is here. Temidayo Tawo Siddiq, thank you for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Sandra. It's a pleasure to be back here. Yes. Now, usually Lagos, you hear from Temidayo and I uh, these days on Thursdays, Thursdays from 5 p.m. But um, our our Christmas, <laughs> which is the screening uh, of uh, our, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now, ministerial nominees. That's what uh, our Christmas is. And so we're here um, to bring you coverage of that. Uh, feel free to share your thoughts on what we've, ex- we've seen happen with the screening of these nominees uh, since yesterday. Temidayo, uh, Senate President Kozilak Babio told us yesterday that the Senate will continue the bow and go tradition for ex-members of the National Assembly. And sure enough, we've seen them tell several nominees yesterday and today to take a bow. In fact, the very first confirmed nominee uh, uh, was told to take a bow and go. And I, I have to ask you again, Temidayo, and it's something I asked you on eyes and knees last week. With all the problems that Nigeria is facing, I don't know if I even got to this question last week, but let me ask you now. With all the problems Nigeria is facing, with our track record of non-performing ministers, should there be any room for bow and go in our ministerial selection process? Well, um, Sandra, it's a it's a really worrisome development. Beyond the bow and go, I know we'll come to that, but um, <clears throat> it's it's a worrisome development. Like you said, there are indeed a lot of issues that um, is plaguing the country. Hydra-aided uh, issues, actually, and um, from security to economy to um, even nationhood. Uh, uh, nationhood is being debated. This country is still very much divided. Almost every conversation online um, is polarized into ethnic, um, ethnic along ethnic lines, and so it, it does show that we can't just sit back. We need we we should be in a haste to build the nation, and so um, it's a surprise that not just that the Senate, um, the tenth Senate, has really not given this process the much level of seriousness that we expect. But it's really, really, um, it's really, really a thing that most most of the nominees, uh, 
we would think uh, one would have thought earlier that maybe it would just be with their colleagues or former colleagues but you see that from this screening they've even extended it to former governors um the former governor of jigawa yesterday former governor of rivers mm-hmm. and then uh, today former governor of kaduna i mean he literally had to wiggle his way to answer a question otherwise they were comfortable with him just you could hear momos and um, and all of that from from the background mm. so it's not something that i think the majority of nigerians who know what parliament is are happy about and certainly uh, you and i we can add to that number that we are not happy about it it's really a letdown Mm. Uh, by the way, Lagos, uh, there was a helicopter crash on Oba Akron Avenue here in Ikeja. Um, the national, uh, the, the Lagos State Emergency Management um, Agency has activated its um, disaster response plan. Um, this uh, crash happened at four o'clock. There were four persons, including the pilot um, involved in the crash. The pilot actually crash landed in front of um, UBA on on that road there but thankfully all four people who um, were on board um, came out of it alive and they've been transferred to a hospital for further care they've also cordoned off that area it's been um, blanketed to prevent a a secondary uh, incident and all emergency responders are on scene that's what we we've heard from Dr. Olufemi Damilola Okeosa Intolu. So if you are in the Ikeja area and you're experiencing traffic and you're wondering what the hell is going on, well, that's why. Um, So thankfully... um no casualties Uh, thankfully the emergency management agency uh, is on the scene and um, hopefully um, we end that story without any casualties emanating now um, Tevin Dyer on eyes and knees we talked about the issue of confirming a minister without knowing her portfolio and we saw that play out yesterday we saw it play out today Senators were questioning somebody like Joseph Otse, for instance, from Benue State. Um, because of his academic record in the water resources space, they kept asking him water-related questions. And at a point, the questions became both very technical and very specific, you know. And uh, Senate President Akbabio had to interject and remind the House, see, we don't even know if Tinubu will give him the water resources portfolio, you know. And I I was just watching that thing and I was stunned, you know, because according to Akbabio, it may not matter if the nominees cannot answer all their specific um, water questions. And... (laughs) Doesn't that paint the perfect picture of why the current system is not effective and why we need, as a matter of urgency, to switch to a system where the president announces portfolios before nomination? When did we start this? Why are we doing this ministers without portfolio thing? So, um, I'll take this from two angles, two dimensions. The first one is the fact that I support to a large extent, um, you may find that interesting, that they asked him questions related to water resources. Mm-hmm. Um, if your your resume says that this is an area where you've been able to build expertise mm-hmm. um, over 
period of years to the point that you even owe the PhD degree around that area, then um, we should take it for granted, granted that um, that's an area where the president should be interested. I mean, the president, I know that there is a politics side of things, people who won elections, who were loyal to the party, who um, did different things um, just to get the president into power and, and retain their party in power would be the ones to send these nominations in most cases. But I think that there is a thing as send somebody that can help me renew the hope of Nigerians. And so we cannot take for granted that it's also, there's a huge possibility that the president does not even know these people very well. I, I mean, you remember President uh, Buari at the time said he had to take as much as six months to form his cabinet because he didn't know most of those people. So this is the point I'm making from this. The point I'm making is that um, if they asked him more questions on water resources, just maybe um, that may even convince the president, assuming the president and his chief of staff and those who are going to assign portfolios do not know um, at this time what they want to add to that person. This is not to say in any way, Sandra, that uh, it's the right thing to, to send people for interview without knowing the job roles they are being screened for. Mm -hmm. The second aspect to read is that um, I'll keep dialing back to what I said on Thursday and you and I, uh, what, what we discussed, uh, which is the fact that it's okay not to uh, maybe reveal your hands totally. Um, Bajabia Mela, the chief of staff, has said that um, it's a dicey thing that um, if they have attached uh, temporal portfolios, it becomes it becomes an issue of controversy if in the long run and uh, the Senate screens them with that position. It means that the president is probably bound to appoint them into that particular portfolio. I don't agree with him because there's nothing in the constitution that I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think that there's anything in the constitution that says clearly that once the Senate screen you for a particular position, a portfolio, then that's the case. And if if, if it were um that, remember what I said on Thursday, we could have had three um three likely areas mm -hmm. where these people can be appointed and i use dr better i do for example and you saw it that dr better i do's interview centered around um health mm -hmm. but looking at the list sandra it's not likely that better i do will be minister of health mm -hmm. because you have somebody who is leaving um gavi renowned international organization all the way he declined an appointment mm -hmm. to come and accept a ministerial nomination so are you going to put better do under that person or are you going to make somebody leave a world health um uh, reputable organization like that mm -hmm. and come and make the person minister of state for finance i don't think that that's that, that likely to be the case and so we have been shortchanged now because better i do was ask questions on health mm -hmm. when it is possible that she's going to be a minister for youth development i'm just saying for someone who is 36 years old mm -hmm. Um, we have also been shortchanged if Better Edu is going to be Women Affairs Minister. And Women Affairs Minister is from National Women Leader. It's not about moving up and down as an aide to the First Lady. That's right. Women issues, gender issues are very serious issues. They are policy angle to it. There is a national gender policy of 2006 that we have a lot of things to do in this country as it relates to inclusion. And the minister plays a huge role in that. So... Um, this also explains why in 2019, Festus Kayamo, SCN, was first of all appointed as Minister of State for Niger Data Affairs under um, yours sincerely, um, Senator Goswil Akbabio, who is now the President of the Senate. And then 
Much later, the president changed his mind and moved him to labor. And your guess is as good as mine. In that ministry, you can barely say that he had impact. Kayamo is a very controversial person, of course, by his role in the last election. But you don't, it doesn't take away his brilliance. Mm. And so the nation lost um, what he could have gained from that individual to the the politics of things, as I as I now call it. <laughs> so um, we cannot overemphasize, Sandra, the point of uh, portfolio. We will continue to sound it. Maybe to look to the bright side of things, I must say, is that we never imagined that a president would take as much as 124 days to send a list of 43 people as my cabinet members. Having saved four years, we never imagined it was going to take him as much as 55 days because nobody else has taken that amount of days also. And so one lawmaker, God bless him, uh, Honorable Ben Igbapa, um, is no longer in the house, uh, Etio Federal Constituency of Delta State, in the last assembly, rose up in parliament, sponsored a bill, which is what lawmakers should do to correct that anomaly. And today, President Tinubu was forced to submit his list because of that um, legislation. So the bright side of things, Sandra, is that let us hope that by the end of this Senate, um, once constitutional amendments start, we should have the issue of portfolio become a done deal. Supporters of the president keep saying that he's a Democrat or he believes in true federalism. That also came up in parliament today. For somebody who is a lawmaker, who is a former lawmaker, the vice president is a former lawmaker. The first lady is a former lawmaker. The secretary to the government of the federation is a former lawmaker. The chief of staff to the president is a former lawmaker. And of course, the president has two former lawmakers as his aides on National Assembly Affairs. And then the um, deputy chief of staff is also a former lawmaker. The national chairman of the APC, national secretary, these are former lawmakers. Sandra, I want to believe that in four years' time, this anomaly would have been corrected. Hmm. We need to take an innovative departure from the past. Oh. Ministerial nominees are serious business, and they are not jamboree for lawmakers to have um, comedy um, and entertainment. Hmm. Lagos, join the conversation. 0700-993-993-993-993-0143-993-993-993-0143-993-993-993-0143-993-993-993-0143-993-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993-993-0143-993
That is the only way we can drive the economy beyond the stage that we are now. And until we elevate technocracy beyond those uh, primordial uh, considerations, mm. we'll continue to remain where we are. The crop of lawmakers we have have not been the ones that live up to the mandate and put country first. Because if you put country first, you understand that technocracy is very, very important and a prerequisite for national development. Mm. Thank you. Emeka, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Hello? Oh, that's unfortunate. Call back if you can. 99.3? Yes, sir. Yes. I come again. <laughs> Welcome. Like I said before, my father is God Almighty. See, my name is Rapuchu. I, You asked your, your guest one question, and I don't know how to the the The... the Screening ministerial appointees uh, 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 mm. without without postponement. Mm. Now it's like they have enough time. Yeah? Mm. This senator, they have enough time. They don't know. They don't have much work doing over there. So when they bring, then they attach their postponement, and they will start screening again. They will continue screening, screening. I don't understand the. See, let the kite perch, let the ego perch in this country. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Now, um, before we even move ahead, um, uh, Temidayo, I have to talk to you about the Senate passing a motion stopping NLC from going on strike about subsidy removal. Walk us through this passing a motion business. How exactly does passing a motion stop the NLC? Will it stop the NLC? I think that not even the president who has executive powers can stop the NLC because um, there is a protest is a constitutional right. Mm. Um, as long as you are not vandalizing properties, as long as a peaceful protest. Um, chapter four of the Nigerian Constitution speaks to um, fundamental human rights, and that's a peaceful assembly. I believe that's what the NLC is planning. Mm. Uh, but this is not to say that in Nigeria um, there is more more than it meets the eye, of course, um, there are different angles to how people perceive protest. Mm-hmm. But talking about motions, motions are largely advisory in nature. Um, they don't carry any force of law, except it's a bill. And I don't see how the Senate will sit. Um, Senate of, of Africa's largest democracy can sit and stop protest. That will be antithetical to democracy. It will be um, an anomaly, and it will be barbaric, actually. So... I think that the motion should be taken as the lawmakers being very concerned about what it portends for the country, for the economy to be shut down um, amidst the many uh, issues of hardship that's going on currently. So I think that we should applaud them for the fact that they are concerned. But um, I want us to see clearly that in terms of <laughs> the force of law, Emotion is largely advisory. No matter the number of lawmakers who speak on it, it remains an advisory. So we can better say the Senate has advised the um, organized labor, mm. Nigeria Labor Congress and Trade Union Congress, not to go on strike.
Lagos, let me also let you know that screening is still ongoing. The Senate is back from their recess and they're currently still screening uh, the nominees from Mr. President. I've got a message here from Desmond in Shangotido. Desmond says, as long as we have politicians and elections, this issue will continue. This ministerial list are like a reward of helping the politicians win elections and gathering votes in their various constituencies. Also, I would like any public figure that has served four years or maximum of eight to not serve in any political office again for life. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to figure out our own uh, type of democracy here because I was going to re- you know, respond to that and say in other democracies, the longer you are in, in, in public service, the better you are at being a public servant. The, the, the longer you are uh, in political office, the better you are about being uh, uh, in political office. But, um, you know, that may be true for democracies that are advanced. That may be true for democracies that are a bit more transparent than ours. I don't know if it's the same thing for for our own democracy. It feels like it should be an I beg to differ debate topic. It was actually an I beg to differ debate topic. I remember uh, one of the episodes, one of the one of one of the 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 matches had the children debating whether a long time in public servant a service was um was good or bad for 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 the country for the economy etc etc we'll take a very short break when we come back we'll keep talking to temidayota wasi dick don't go away welcome back to hard facts with sandra ezekwisli Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It is not um, Aizane's day. However, we are looking at uh, what has been happening at the Senate for the past two days. But before we go on, let me tell you that the Nigerian Labour Congress says they will reconsider their planned protests for tomorrow. Uh, We heard from Ima Ubaja, the NLC secretary, and he was speaking at State House in Abuja after a meeting of the Presidential Steering Committee on Palliatives. And he said that while the palliatives were welcoming, they were not far-reaching. And he says that organized labor would need to consult with unionists before midnight today um, with a view on agreeing, uh, with a view to agreeing on the next line of action. We also heard from Femi Bajabia who said that uh, um, the meeting they had with Labour was very cordial and very, um, very cordial, very nice. And he thinks that um, uh, President uh, Tinubu's broadcast um, made organised Labour um, change their mind about the planned protest. We'll keep our eye, our eye on that story. They say we'll know more at 12 midnight today. Okay. We'll keep our eye on that story. And as soon as we know something, you will know something as well. But feel free to talk to me about um, this uh, announcement from the Labour Congress that um, they'll reconsider the planned protest for tomorrow. 0700 993 993 993. Temidayo. 
Um, I have to ask you about the nominees that we've seen so far. We saw Nyesom Wike get confirmed without any pushback. I mean, this is a PDP man. How surprising was it that the PDP senators did not object to Wike, even though he's their party member and he doesn't have permission from the party to join Tinubu's government? Sorry, I want to remind you of... um the conversation we had, uh, I even said this last week, I said the 10th National Assemblies want to watch. Um, maybe there might not be opposition in this um, National Assembly. Assembly. Sadly so. Right. Yeah, and sadly so because um, I think a lot of Nigerians, um, their hopes were, our hopes were high that um, having, um, you know, greater the Senate as well as House of Reps as the most diverse, politically diverse I mean, recent parliamentary history, this would re- uh, enrich the level of um, the quality of debates. And so um, that the PDP lawmakers did not um, ask a question, for me, it was uh, surprising, but it was not shocking mm. uh, because you realize that it's more like the entire screen is more like a party party affair. And for me, Sandra, I mentioned earlier, it's really about, the for me, it's the unseriousness for me. Let mm. me put it like that. Um, and I want to talk a bit about some of the things. Um, you see, it's more like it's a party convention where people come to give platitudes and uh, come to you. You hardly even differentiate whether this is a screening. We really need to um, interrogate what a screening is because I know that um, Senator Akpabio has said that oh, this is just screening, and much later when it comes to confirmation, we're going to debate, but really. The Senate is not handling this thing like they have um, enough time. You are seeing the rush, let him go, let him go. Mm-hmm. You have all of the time in the world. If it's because of your recess, the House of Reps has started their recess since last Thursday mm-hmm. and they'll be away for six weeks. Mm-hmm. If it's because of your recess, then I don't know why the recess is more important. Then you should have hastened the president for him to have sent this thing earlier. And so you see... Um, yesterday, what we today has been better, I would mm, say. Yes, it is, they've but, spent some time today, still below, um, below standard. Mm. But, um, yesterday, you see, um, Mapado even singing the praise of certain persons. Today, um, I know that Wale doing is indeed brilliant, and of course, you can trace many, um, economic um, progress in Lagos to is handling of the finance ministry. But that is why it's a screening. You want to bring out the best out of him. But what you find here is people come, um, is this, she's our mother, Teresa. What has that got to do with um, what Nigerians need to know? Uh, um, Senate President um, Akpabi even said today that if the lawmakers wanted to know more about Umayi, they should Google him. Yeah. That's really, really something that's unacceptable. And then you see, as the session is going on, lawmakers are standing up from their seats, moving approaching about, on the chair, talking, about. It looks like that we are really not serious. I, I really wondered why we were wasting our time. Like, I just, I, 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 why are we? Why did we waste two days on that? I think I want to advise that if the president will have to reject this cabinet again, there's no need to send it to uh, for this long distance. I think the lawmakers should just um, write their signature and say, well, we accept, accept it. I know that will not be constitutionally uh, permitted, but 
really what I am seeing, somebody stands up and says, um, on behalf of the senators in in my state, we have seen this person is our best, um, is our role model. I want Lagos to get this right. We are not in any way saying that the lawmaker should be antagonistic. I mean, come there and act like you have never seen this person before, is the next to devil the Satan. That's not what we are saying. We are saying, grill them, ask them questions. That the person was nominated to be minister of the government of the federation, as the constitution puts it. It means that this person is going to preside over policies that will shape destinies of children unborn and those who are present now. Any child that is not, that's not going to be born in four years is going to be affected by these policies. So when you take it with this lack of seriousness, how do you tell somebody to take a bow and leave because he's the acting national chairman of the APC? You, he didn't alter a word. He didn't even introduce his name. He was given the option um, to decide whether he wants to say anything. And actually, that man decided to leave the Senate without saying anything. It's ridiculous. It is not acceptable anywhere. And then you are seeing the fact that um, people, uh, with our colleague, we know him. You know him, but do Nigerians know him? So what I see is that many times our politicians play on the fact that a lot of people are not um, politically intelligent. We have the political literacy is is quite low. And people are still struggling from the last election with issues of um, distrust that, um, I mean, some section of the polity had with, with INEC. And so you are seeing that people are really paying a passive, apart from Twitter, where this is really engaged, it's a passive um, approach to the whole thing. You cannot be um, um, the the apex lawmaking institution in Nigeria, and you are telling a, a a former lawmaker who has appeared before the Senate, telling him that we appeal to you that when you get there, we hope you will be approachable. You won't forget us. You have the power of the constitution to bring that person to order. They say where you will mount pressure on the president, the president will be forced to sack that person. Exactly. So I want to remind you exactly. that when Stella Odua was minister and then the issue of um, 255 million naira spent on uh, or 2.5 billion naira spent on bulletproof cars, I don't know if you still remember them. There was so much pressure that eventually I think that um, Jonathan had to do something about it. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but my point is that um, you have constitutional powers to oversight the executive. Same with Barton Najim. What we have seen so far in under the 10th Senate, I'm really, really afraid. Hmm. The Senate does sit on time. Um, the president of the Senate doesn't get to the Senate on time. They started yesterday at 12.33, despite the fact that it was scheduled for 11 a.m. Right. There were no apologies. Nigerians were waiting. Apart from that, you approve 500 billion naira for palliatives that the president only just gave a breakdown yesterday. Right. Apart from that, you approved $800 million without um, um, getting the thoughts of Nigerians on this issue. You did this speedily. Apart from that, the screening is almost turning into a circus. It's turning into a comedy show. I really am doubtful that under this 10th National Assembly, we might be seeing anything close to proper oversight. It looking more like a party party arrangement. Sandra, yesterday, uh, Senate President Akwabi was saying the CV was not distributed before, and okay, don't worry, they will share it to you. And uh, no time, no time. We have we have more persons coming up. 
Sandra, imagine that if you don't have the resume of the person you want to interview beforehand, what are you going to ask the person? So it just goes to show that this whole thing looks like a joke. And I see zero emotional intelligence, zero emotional intelligence on these issues. You are not paying attention to the fact that Nigerians are looking forward to something new. Forget about the fact that Ezbola Tinubu is president. Nigerians are looking forward to seeing something new. None of the persons who contest for president have been president before. If it were Peter Obi, if it were Atiku that won, if it were Kwankwaso that won, or even Showare, it means that it was going to be a new person. And Nigerians were definitely expecting something new. That's the emotional intelligence I'm talking about. Mm. And it has to also extend to the National Assembly, where we want to see people being grilled. That, that improved today, but we still saw that a case of petition against um, former Governor Rufai, um, I probably said no, that that's something that should not be considered now. So I just feel like it can be better. The questions, no rego at all. We just have um people coming to act like we are in the apc um national convention and i'm really really disappointed that the opposition lawmakers apart from a uh, senator ningi who i saw stood up a couple of times uh at times yesterday and then what we have seen so far from the opposition it looks like it's a coronation exercise just come in take as the person is even speaking they are saying um, maybe you can just decide to answer this and then you take a bow. It's, it's a sad um, event for Nigeria. Temidaya Taiwo Siddiq is a senior program executive at Order Paper. Order Paper is Nigeria's foremost independent parliamentary monitoring organization and they're also a policy think tank and they bridge the gap between the people and parliament. Temidayo, thank you so much for your time on the show today. Thank you, Lagos. Thank Le you, Sandra. Lagos, after the news at six, let's relax. Eh? Life is hard, Abby. Let's talk about personal stuff on Step Down. On today's Step Down, I will play this audio for you. I have a question. My girlfriend makes $70,000 at her current job. She went to a job interview today. She calls me and tells me she got the job and she's going to be making $100,000 a year. The only problem is her ex from five years ago is the boss of the company. I tell her it's going to make me uncomfortable knowing that she's going to be around him all day, every day. I tell her if she takes the job, I'm leaving because I know I'm not going to be able to handle it. If she loves me and wants to stay with me, she's not going to take the job and she's going to go somewhere else. My question is, am I doing too much? Does that make me insecure? If you were her, what would you do? Okay, we'll have that conversation on the other side of six o'clock after the news at six o'clock on the step down. On the step down, we just we take a break from news and current affairs and we just we we, we focus on the lighter side of things, on personal side of things. And you've you've heard this gentleman here talk about his girlfriend's ex offer her a job that pays a lot of money. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra Ezakwesili. Don't go away, Lagos. <laughs> 